welcome back to the mini-series podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Liz. And this is um, our review of the fifth episode of Roots, the 1977 version. And before we jump into that, we want to give everyone a heads up. Those that are listening in real time in May of 2016, um, that on Memorial Day... The first episode of the 2016 version of Roots is going to air. This is kind of a big deal. It really is. And can we just say we are not clairvoyant to (laughs) our knowledge. No. We did not plan on purpose to be doing this particular miniseries on the miniseries podcast. But as fate would have it, now we have an opportunity for all of us to do a little bit of compare and contrast and have a conversation about that when it comes out on Memorial Day. Yeah. Four episodes, is it four nights in four a row? Four nights in a row, 9 p.m. I'm assuming that's Eastern because everything is yeah, goes exactly. by Eastern. So yeah. 8 o'clock for the Central folks. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I think it's some, some kind of funky synchronicity. Or yes. serendipity or something good things. fancy that, that we happened to just randomly want to do this. And then we found out that they were remaking it. And LeVar Burton is one of the executive producers. and um, So it should be really interesting. And if it's not, then you we always can talk have, about that, yeah, too. we can talk about that, too. Exactly. So, episode five. Yes. Roots. We're getting close to the end of the series. And this episode follows... Uh, closely the stories of Chicken George and his son Tom. They're kind of the two central characters for this episode. Um, And the kind of the highlights in this episode are uh, Chicken George has really built his status. Yeah, and has um, a reputation. His reputation as a, I don't know what the term, a chicken handler, a fighter, a trainer. trainer. Um, And he learns about the possibility that that some slaves are able to buy their own freedom to purchase their freedom so um so that is uh, an important part of his storyline he also finds out a family secret yes he does a very creepy family secret and uh gets some lessons about trusting whites from his mother white folks and the civil war begins in this episode and I thought kind of a big thing that was happening throughout this, both Chicken George and Tom's storylines, was the notion of law. Yes, and we get into that, and I yeah. did a little bit of research on that, too. The laws, the state laws, the enforcement, the amending of existing laws, the following or the not following of the federal law. And how slippery the law is. As any system, there's always somebody that benefits and always somebody that doesn't. Mm -hmm. So we see this kind of thematically woven through this episode, how people use and abuse the law, how people are um, used and abused by the law, and how they work the system, and how they find loopholes or able to make deals to survive on the top or the bottom of the, the food chain, so yeah. to speak. So our episode opens uh, at least, okay, so I'm watching the library DVD. <laughs> My episode, how does your episode open? My episode opens with uh, Chicken George. He's on a cart with Mr. Moore, 
It's 1841? Yes. Okay. And they are, they've either gone to or coming from a chicken fight with kind of, I, I wrote a very highbrow audience, but I think that was me being sarcastic. Yes. I think I, I, it was I a diverse audience, but I do want to make some comments when we get to that part about class. Okay. Yes, yes. So I have that as well, a cockfight, and it is 17 years later than the last episode we talked about. Yeah. And Chicken George and Massa Moore, mm-hmm. his owner, if they have been at this for a while, and it has made Massa Moore some money. And he runs into, at this cockfight, a gentleman whose name, I think, is Marcellus. Hmm. Like Winton and mm, Frank Marcellus. Uh-huh. Marcellus, who, after 20 years, mm-hmm. 20, count them, 20, two zero. Two, zero, two decades, and earning $2,000, was able to buy his freedom. Yes, and all you need to buy your freedom uh, is to be able to earn and save that much money. So that's that's a huge <laughs> and have a master willing. Well, that's what I was going to say. You have the part one is you have to find a way to make actual money because, as we recall, these people are slaves. They are not being paid for their labor. So you have to have a skill that allows you to to be able to charge money on this side from your own slave labor. And then the part two OPS, your master has to be willing to enter that deal with you. Which yes, which which we. Uh, certainly Chicken George has already already indicated in the previous episode that he'd just like to just buy his freedom, Mm -hmm. free and clear, Mm -hmm. and not this, you know, he's heard the history of Kunta Kinte, his grandfather, and mention he has witnessed, I should say, the running away of another young man from his plantation and how that didn't work out so well. Mm -hmm. So he already has this idea in his head, and as luck would have it, he has a marketable skill, even in this context. Yeah, but he's not the type, he's not going to run. He's got a family at this point. He's got got a wife, Tildy, and his mom, Mm -hmm. Um, and then they've got two sons. Two sons. so, so up until this point, I get, I get the, or what I recall, again, I watched it so long ago. Yes. So I'm a little bit, got to shake off the cobwebs, but he was taking his earnings and buying some presents and some nice yes. clothes. He was giving them a little bit of, uh, He's you know, very generous. nicer things, um, but, but kind of figuring out this other opportunity, it's, there's uh, maybe a different way to spend their money. Um, on the way back from this, uh, the the event, the the fight, the chicken fight they were at, um, they're stopped by some men with guns. Yes. And and they and then we hear talk of Nat Turner. Yes, it's a whole thing. And I did a little research uh, because we many of us learned in history class of the Nat Turner Rebellion. Mm-hmm. But to refresh all of our memories. He led a rebellion of slaves and some free blacks in Southampton County, Virginia mm-hmm. in 1831. So yes. we're maybe just playing with the timeline here for 
purposes of the story. Yeah, this because we're supposedly in 1841. But, but it still caused quite a stir. And mm-hmm. to your point, Liz, about the law, changed a lot of the laws yeah. governing slaved, enslaved people, mm-hmm. and even free blacks. Yeah. For example, apparently, long story short, Nat Turner, along with some of his friends, armed themselves with farm implements and some guns, and they killed 50 white people. And in retaliation, militias and just plain old mobs were formed and killed about 200 black people, of course, many of whom didn't know Nat Turner, didn't have anything to do with it. But it was just kind of a crazy time, and we see that in this episode of Roots where people kind of get paranoid. Yeah. So some of the things get, that got changed because of that, which also are referred to later in this episode, uh, across Virginia and other southern states, state legislators mm-hmm. <laughs> passed new laws to control slaves and free blacks, prohibiting education, even for free blacks. Mm-hmm. Restricting rights of assembly, even in church, which used to be kind of a free zone. Withdrawing, interestingly, their right to bear arms. And of course, only free blacks would be allowed to bear arms. And voting. Hmm. And to require, in some cases, a white minister to be at a black church service. Kind of like, I guess, a supervisory white person. Yeah, Yeah, chaperone, so they don't get any ideas Mm -hmm. while they're only there together talking with Mm -hmm. each other. So we get some, I just called them highway robbers, but they were real focused on whether or not these folks had anything to do with with it might have Turner. been one of those. They weren't a mob, but kind of maybe a self-appointed militia. Yeah. That I'm gonna. We're gonna be on the lookout for any dangerous types and anyone right. that looks like they're rogue. Well, and I thought it was interesting. The little bit of reading I did on Nat Turner um, was how long the rebellion went on and how long he evaded uh. capture. And I also um, one of the things I read was that he had been educated. He had been taught to read. Oh, they didn't and like so, that. So I wonder if that was part of the banning of education, um, because he was he was exactly the worst nightmare, right? He, yes. He had he had gotten enough education to read. He was a, a preacher of sorts, mm-hmm. um, and so he was became a leader. He could read the Bible. He could interpret at, yes. as he with chose, his own brain. With his own brain, and so. Um, so I'm just listening to the you say the the kind of the laws that went in place or the restrictions that went in after this and they sound you know it's like okay well he could read so okay no one else can read right and that was frowned upon before remember yes. how Kizzy used to have to pretend like she didn't like it was just yes. some trick some right. parlor trick she learned right right so um, but yeah he evaded capture for about six weeks and mm-hmm. um, and uh, so in any case uh, it set the fear into all of the white people's minds and souls. Um, and so they were then, you know, suspicious of everyone. And, you know, you wonder about that too. Uh, again, there are more slaves. Yes, they're outnumbered. They're, they're outnumbered. And they must recognize that intellectually, yeah. that it's a less than ideal situation. Primally, like yes. you would always, but I think people get comfortable with their system. Right. This is how it works and you wouldn't, you know... And then they maybe buy into their own prejudices, yes, too about the motivation, the intellect, the intellectual capabilities, and that people are the drive of yeah. this group 
if you, oh, well, you have to make them work, then you'll, you, that just folds into your idea of whether or not they're going to go anyplace. And in the next right. episode, we also get into, well, here we are. And we're free, and mm-hmm. now what do we do? But yeah. that's the next episode. Yeah. So, so here we are. It's Chicken George. He's driving the buggy yes, and back, and, Ma- and Chuck Connor, Massa Moore, yeah. passed out drunk in the passed back. And here worst, comes the worst drunk acting I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I think I think we could do this whole podcast pretending to be drunk, and we would be better than, at it than, than he was. Than, than he was. But I enjoyed it. Yes. Um, and they get home, and Mrs. Moore has a gun, and is about to. She's worried that she's going to get murdered in her sleep and all sorts of things. And She's not calmly reading her Bible as before, watching her husband walk off to the slave shacks. No. She is got her weapon out, mm-hmm. and they call for a collection. She's yes. worried about where her husband was first. He's just drunk and late. Yes. But and detained by the folks that just jump out of the bushes. It's like the third or fourth time so a, just a random group of white guys has jumped out of the bushes <laughs> at us in this miniseries with guns demanding information from from the characters. Yes. So he's just late, but she just assumes because word gets around and you build it up in your head that they've been killed by Nat Turner. Right. And so she has her gun out. Yes, and she's had some sort of reverse Botox done where her yes. face is wrinkly, but it doesn't move. I think that it's just, again, the makeup. Yeah, I just it's, it gets worse, and it I don't know. Like worse. I said, I just look at some of these actresses, like like I said about Leslie Uggams. Leslie Uggams today, who is older than what she would have been depicting in, in this series, yeah. does not look anywhere no. close to wrinkly, and yeah. I'm certain this actress did, yeah. does not yeah. or did not either. No, they really want us to oh, know that yeah. time has passed. But yes. but it's like, mm. come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. Um, okay, then, uh, yeah, so, she's, so she ends up not shooting Chicken George, thank goodness, and her husband stumbles, you know, out, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I have a note that Kizzy tells Chicken George, never trust the white man. Mm-hmm. Is this him telling her, I'm going to buy my freedom and... Is yeah, because he had been talking to Marcellus, and he's like, wow, I had that idea anyway. Yeah. And now I've met a guy the, who, d- has a, who actually has done it. Right. So this is a possibility. Right. And he of, shares that with Yes. Kizzy. Okay. I couldn't remember how that yes. went down. And so then um, they do what I call freedom math. He sits down with his wife, mm-hmm. and they figure out how much it would cost for each of them, mm-hmm. and it comes up to about six thousand yes. dollars. That's a lot of do re mi. It's a lot of do re mi in twenty sixteen. Sure is, yeah. So i I don't even I don't know how to do that. Maybe there's a kind of something on the internet where you can plug in six thousand yeah. dollars in eighteen forty one. How much in twenty sixteen? Yeah. Maybe one of our listeners would be kind enough to post that to our Facebook page. Yeah. But I. The part I got a little bit mm, gut-wrenching for me is when he just says very matter-of-factly, like, the variance in how much his wife could bring because she was still in her breeding years. Yes. And the fact that that's just a matter-of-fact thing that he would say, I was like, well, you could go for this much, you could go for that much because you're still fertile, it's going to cost a lot more. Sh- yeah, there's still... You've goes got- to show that there was that... Just yes. that knowledge. Not so much a mindset, but the factual knowledge of her bringing more because yes. of that. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I wrote down, uh, we ain't even got enough to buy our own baby. And that just kind of right. got me. Like, Not oh. even the one that wasn't at the age of knowing what he could do or proving himself. They right. didn't have enough to buy the the one that had yet to yeah. prove himself. Can I d- double back a little bit? And maybe yeah. you have this later in your notes. But I noticed the, remember Masa Moore just was going to die if his chicken didn't beat that other plantation owner's chicken. Mm-hmm. Because there's a class thing mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. here, too. Yeah, Massimore is... Is low budget, yeah. clearly. Yeah. And is he's low budget on paper, too. He's yeah. not a wealthy planter. No. He's a farmer. Yeah. Not, like, I saw Who him... Who doesn't want to do his own farming. A small, so. Yeah, a small farmer versus a plantation owner. Mm-hmm. Or someone... And the, the, yeah, the only reason why we know him is because the other, our other guy got into gambling debt with him, didn't he? Yes, yeah. Yeah, they he got he won or he, he got them cheap or won Kizzy or he yeah there wasn't any money to repay the debt so he got right, that's right them yeah so yeah he you're right is class. just he's got to beat that gentry and it seems for a nanosecond and maybe this is where Chicken George gets the idea that Massa Moore is trustworthy that they're simpatico on the yeah we. We have to be them, like it's right. us versus them, right. just for a glimmer. Yeah, maybe that is where Chicken George got the notion that his mother had to get rid of for him. Never yes. trust a two bob is what yes. I have written down that she said. Yeah, yeah, and I think that sometimes, I mean, also the complexity of these relationships. I think that Mr. Moore is also he knows. George is his son, and maybe every once in a while he feels kindred whatever with him too, but he never fully, I mean, he's still property yes. above and above everything. Yes. But I think sometimes he slips into that. Um, maybe when drunk. When drunk. Maybe that's it. I don't know. It, it, it's it's an unhealthy dynamic, to say the least. To say the least. <laughs> um, it is a less than ideal situation. Yeah. And Chicken George doesn't know yet no. that that that's part of it. So he can't even write it off as, oh, this scumbag raped my mother, you know, 18 years ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He just thinks everyone's well. He just warms up to him and we're in it together. Right. And right. They've got a camaraderie that isn't really legitimate. Not not it's not in the, viewed in the same way by yes. both by each actor. Yes. Yes. Have we gotten to the part where, OK, the wife is freaking out. All of a sudden, we need to bring all the knives back yeah, to. Oh, yeah, well, let's yeah. not call it the big house because you're right. He's it's, just a farmer. It's not a plant, yeah. it's not a manor house by no. any stretch of the imagination. It's the bigger house. The bigger house <laughs> than a slave shack. Yes. So they're collecting all the knives again yeah. in fear of this rebellion right, taking hold on at their place. Friends. Yes, and that's when he knows that Master Moore is not. They're not in this together. No, he knows that. He knows that he's, yeah, he's seen as somebody that could go crazy and, and be a killer as opposed to like, because he goes back to the shack and they're like, we've got to be worried. <coughs> you know, the white people are all afraid. And he's like, oh, not Master Moore. Yeah, so now it's all coming back to me. And he's like, no, 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 he knows. We're good. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and tells him, yeah, please mm-hmm. deposit. Yes. <laughs> all sharp implements or potential into weapons basket. into this yes. basket. Thank you very much. Yeah, so that is that's where he kind of that lesson. Yeah, 
is available, and I think he notices it. Yes. He gets to notice it more and a little bit later, but... <laughs> he gets to... Yes, he gets to notice it a lot. So um, they're collecting eggs? Yeah, I have... Because chickens just... I'm a city girl, but I guess if they're not in, in a, a bar, in a cage, like in a modern chicken operation <laughs> where they just sit there all the time... Right. And if they didn't... They're free range. They're this free is range. Like super, I bet they eat local... 100%. They're totally, the chickens eat local. <laughs> and and the, they go, and the people too. <laughs> the people too, they have to. <laughs> right. There's no refrigerated truck. That's right. Said Cisco on the side that's going to bring them some prepared thing. They're to probably eat. on paleo local. Easily, very low carb. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I had mushrooms. I thought they were collecting mushrooms. You, but eggs I makes more sense. I thought it was eggs. Maybe it's, tell us, eggs or mushrooms. I don't know. Vote. But there Vote was a, today. There was a dead man. We know that. Yep. They saw a man that was like, <gasps> then they discovered he was dead kind of, thank goodness. Maybe D- he was a D- turner. D- dead. <laughs> yes. Was he a turner boy? Yes. Was he one of one of the re- rebels? Yes. Um, and they, what's important about this dead man is this, this dead man had a gun. Right, and they find it, mm-hmm. don't they? Yes, they do. And uh, I think is he—he's not with Kizzy, is he? He's with his—he's with Tildy. Yes. And she's like, "We gotta hide or get rid of it or bury it." And he—he he assures her he will, but but he does not. He puts it someplace. He so doesn't put it in the knife basket. Let's no. just let's, let's just, just say leave that. It at that. Yes. Well, I don't know if they asked for guns. I think they, they just said wanted... knives, and we gave her our knives, yeah. and there it is. No, no one asked for a gun. Okay, then I have Squire Vane. Yeah, I have quite Squire James proposition. Oh, James. Squire James. Yes. I will, because you're so good at what you do, mm-hmm. and you're a man in demand, a sporting man. Mm-hmm. He's very proud to present himself to the world as a sporting man. Yep. How about your some money plus your freedom within five years? Mm-hmm. That is a proposition on the table. And I think uh, Chicken George negotiates for his family, too, as part of the deal. Yes, and like, he said he wouldn't split a family. This right. is what Squire James says. Okay, okay. Um, it sounds like a good deal to me. I like the idea. I mean, so there's some sacrifice involved, but the end result... Sounds pretty. You pretty and your nice. family together, because this has already emerged as an issue in yeah. this family. In five years, you get paid, yeah. and you get your freedom and your family's freedom. Yeah, but but Mr. Moore is not into it. Not even a little. You're mine, my property. Mm-hmm. Um, you you ain't gonna let me go. Is what I wrote down. Right, and just the look on Ben Vereen's face or Chicken George's face. Mm-hmm. When he has that realization, that deep realization that any time they're acting all familial, it's all of a sudden, and you're, uh-huh. you're, you're, you theoretically was... respect the work and what I'm able to do for you, mm-hmm. really in earning money for this kind of a dirt farmer. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. No. You're my property. No amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. It is. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah. He, and he says, I understand it all now. Mm-hmm. That this is, this, he gets it. Mm-hmm. So um, he's got the dead man's gun. Yes, he does. And he's talking to his mother. 
He's angry. He had yes. the realization, and now it's like, are you kidding me? And he has the gun. Mm-hmm. And nobody needs to be in that situation where you're angry and you have access to a gun. No. And then there's a revelation from Kizzy, his mother, mm-hmm. to Chicken George, and that is... He's your daddy. He's your daddy. And... Uh, Which you think he would have figured out kind of by now? Yeah, but people have a way of compartmentalizing you're right that's a good way to put things. it compartmentalizing you you may notice things and just put it in a uncategorized folder in your head yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with this later untitled <laughs> right miscellaneous folder <laughs> i'll figure that one out later right now i'm gonna focus on something else yeah. um and did you notice <laughs> i don't know why i have all these notes about like people's physical appearance but kizzy's nails were very did not seem like the nails of a woman that who worked with her hands hands. but the again the makeup i know there's just so many things it's like (laughs) we're so i'm so accustomed to 2016 right we go all the way i mean go with the hands if you're gonna go there with the face make her look 150 in the face yeah then go there with the nails and clip them down and maybe she's missing part of a finger because it could be like in this kind of work environment there's no osha yes she could very likely have burns and and scars and missing parts of her fingers too not a well manicured what did you what did you have polish on there from what yeah, you could see really, oh my god they looked nice not nail polish not like it was well, like red nail polish but like groomed and buffed like clear nail polish clear, but all long. even mm-hmm. not not like this but they looked, even they were manicured they were oh, they wow. were manicured um what was i i was reading something or watching something somebody what was i what was i watching where in this culture people cut off a part of their um Finger when somebody they love died. Oh! Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I'm making just a random book rec- recommendation okay, right now. Okay, everybody, you ready? Write it down. Go run, don't walk, and get yourself a copy of a book called Euphoria. And I can't think of the author's name right now, but it's so good. And that's where it's about three anthropologists in the 1930s. It's based on Margaret Mead's, like, a, a Is little... Is it a novel, a historical it's a, it's novel? It's a novel with a whole bunch of factual historical info and you learn tons of anthropology stuff about like i love books like that everyone if you're listening to us talk you'll like this book (laughs) yes um and yeah there's a culture in this book where they cut off a a part of a finger when a significant person lives so the and nobody lives very long maybe like 30 years old but the really old people that are in the village that are maybe in their 50s or 60s maybe only have like one or two fingers left oh my god something anyway that was a little bit of a sidetrack yes and i um, have a sidebar too oh, okay leslie uggams who had was well manicured but had way too much wrinkly old makeup yeah. making her look 150 right when she was probably like 42 yes has is a working actress today yeah still does not look 150 years <laughs> right? old no, she's and much she has a now. brand new role she was featured in this year's this season's uh empire oh series as we thought one of the main characters' mother, we may, I think we as viewers made an assumption that she was deceased, and when in fact she was. She's alive and well. Inst- alive, well, 
is up to interpretation, but inst- had been institutionalized and it re-enters the lives of the the family. Oh, okay. So that's my sidebar. All right. I have only watched a couple episodes of Empire, but mm-hmm. I might need to dig back into that. Um, okay, so Chicken George takes this new information, decides not to shoot Master Moore, but he does he does confront him about being his father. And Mr. Moore um, is a pig. He's yes. just a pig. He, he might consider himself rather a Lothario based on <laughs> the fact, oh, yeah, I got 20 like you. He thinks he's like the dude. It yeah. must be the alcohol again talking like, to him. Not, you know, you're, it's not much of a hunt if you own... Okay, but remember when we met Pizzy and Roxy Roker was helping her? Because he also seems to be very violent when he introduces sex onto these brand new slaves that he has purchased. Yes. And and she's like tending to her wounds. Yeah. She said, oh, don't worry about it because he did that to me. And after, but once you have a baby, then he's kind of moves on. Yeah. So be cool. He's, he's gross. Yeah, I wrote E-V-I-L all in capital letters. Uh, see, I'm holding, <laughs> I'm holding it up to the it. microphone <laughs> so you can see it. And I wrote is, period, A, period, pig, period. <laughs> And so they, they, they have a, a conversation of sorts, and Moore threatens to sell chicken joy like oh you're gonna do what okay well then i'll sell your wife and i'll sell your kids and i'll like i always will be able to hurt you more than you can hurt me so Mm -hmm. why don't you um just stop this crazy talk and get back to making me money right um and he's got this um this really uh fantastically you know, we were talking earlier about how we do things to overcomplicate our lives. Yes, we were. We, we make simple things into difficult things. Well, Moore has this way of drinking out of his jug that... Yeah, it's like flip. over his bed. Like his finger is hooked it's around like, and he's holding it over around the side of his neck and leaning his head back and pouring the jug in from the other side. It's like everything about it is harder than just holding up the jug and drinking it. But he, yeah, he hooks it around. He does some, like, contortioning. It's an acting choice. It's an acting choice. (laughs) But I think whoever showed him how to do that, probably there was a simpler way, and he just didn't get it. He didn't remember. But The consultant, the jug-drinking consultant. (laughs) I know. They didn't didn't get that part right. Um, But but we get, so they then are now at um, the next big... um, I don't know what you call these things. A fair fight, game fight. They've got a little tent set Polo up match. Bleachers. Sponsors. Right. Sponsored by Rolex. <laughs> champagne. Or a, a couple food trucks. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, there were free bottles of water sponsored by. Yes. <laughs> a local campaign. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's evident that Moore is, is he's a low life. He's pretty, he's a the lower end of the class rank. Uh, Who's or eligible continuum. to participate in this yeah. environment. And they, they're, um, they're real, they're real threatened by people from England. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't, they don't like the, the fancy. It's worse than the Squire James guy who just has an actual plantation. Right. This is like, now we got double duty. Cause he's from a foreign double country. Class. Yeah. And it's England. I mean, they, they, we haven't at this point, we're still a revolutionary 
country, the colonists, many of whom were asked to leave England. So, um, so they've got, yeah, it's kind of double layers of class issues going on. And, uh, and Moore is, yeah, he's hell bent on beating these fancy pants and showing them who's boss. And he asks George, um, if he can count on him and, and if you can win, I will set you free. Sort of. Sort of. I wrote down, I don't know why this says this, $10,000 promise of freedom increases to $20,000 loss. Why did I write that down? Because he doubled. They, he doubled down. Double or nothing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so during the contest, he, he got even more certain he the jug went to his mouth enough times uh, you see to that make him more confident. even as complicated as he got it up there he, <laughs> he and here's the thing what if you drink then things get harder to do i know anyway. what if you like drinking as much as he did or you need it as much as he did you'd think you'd do it the easy way like, get the, whatever <laughs> get a quickest, straw yeah, get a straw <laughs> get one of those little like a, a hat like a baseball hat that has two jugs on either side yes. and a straw that goes down a little camelback or something but anyway he uh, yeah, I think it started out with a $10,000 bet, and then somewhere in the middle, he was sure George was going to win, and their bird was going to win. Yes, and he, okay, he, now. He doubled down. But, bum, bum, bum. Darn it. I hated that scene. I know, I did too. When he stood up, because like, they, like, they were totally in there, yeah. and then Chicken George kind of stood up, and it was seemed like he was expressing sadness, not that his chicken, his well-beloved chicken was right. dead, but was like... Damn. His hopes. There was a glimmer of hope, even though I don't trust this guy any farther than I can throw him, that I was going to get my freedom. Yeah. And now I got a dead chicken and no freedom. No freedom and a dead chicken. Yeah. And, um, but there's a silver lining. Look for the silver lining. (laughs) Yes. So he's approached uh, with the, well, I can't remember if he's approached or if, more is approached, but but basically a deal is put on the table yes. that Chicken George can, if he goes to England and I don't know, he does cockfighting there, teaches people his train the trainer training, workshops. Yes, exactly. In England on cockfighting, master classes, master classes in cockfighting. Yes, they, in England to settle a debt. Here we go again yeah. with more in the debt. In the debt, yes. So he, so more, yeah. He doesn't have the money to pay, so he's going to send George over and. He'll have to leave his kids and his wife, but when he returns, they'll be free. So. Okay. And he says goodbye to his children. It's very sad that he reminds them, you know, the, all the things that, that they do in this family. Don't forget who you are and to be proud and to remember your the African blood flows yes. through you. Goes so. through the genealogy again. They do that several times yes. in, in this series. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's called Roots. It could be. But it repeats it's the a, genealogy. Yeah, I wonder if that's it. Yeah. That's clever. I think it was something like 12 years or something that they, it wasn't going to be like, I see, I'll see you in 12 weeks. It was a oh, long, long no, commitment. It was, yeah, it was, it was multiple years. And he ends up. I think he was supposed to be away for, I feel like it was like seven years, but that's, anyway, I don't remember, but it's, it's a long time. Like he's not going to see his kids grow up. Hmm. And so off he goes to merry old England. Then they have, uh, this is one of my favorite scenes. Yes. Old Kizzy <laughs> and old Missy Ann. Oh, just reunited. a carriage happens to come by and, you know, you could just ask any random black person 
at this point, enslaved black person to do anything mm-hmm. for you, whether they particularly belong to you. There was a pecking order. Yeah. So uh, a carriage comes by. A woman requests uh, some water, and Kizzy recognizes the woman. Yes. It's Missy Ann Reynolds. It's tired ass old T- Sandy Duncan. Missy Sandy Duncan. Mm-hmm. Gosh. And she's rude enough. Now she knows good and well she recognizes Kizzy. If she didn't recognize her, she says, it's me, Kizzy. Like, you don't really, lady? You've been through, you've done so many fabulous things in life that you don't remember that we were besties growing up. Really? I don't don't recollect knowing any darkie named Kizzy. Okay. All right. Good. Well, how about this? I bet you you won't recognize what I'm about to put in your water then. You don't need to recollect anything or recognize anything. So, Uh -uh. yes, she gives, she dips the water. Nice, cool, and with a little bit of a special ingredient mm-hmm. of some saliva, yes. which was kind of a common thing. Once again, I don't know what people are thinking in their own mindset about you enslave people and you treat them poorly and they're just going to be treating you. The expectation is that they're going to take care of you right. and not spit any other readily available bodily fluid mm-hmm. or bodily, anything that comes out of your body of could the- go into your food yeah. and glass. Mm-hmm. I would think that would be, um, yeah, I would imagine that was common practice. I would, yes, I've waited tables. I've wanted to do stuff <laughs> like that before. And that was, I could, I was getting, you know, tips. I can't imagine. You and know. you could theoretically walk out the door. Like mm-hmm. I leave your apron there. I've had it. Yeah. So now, uh, Mr. Moore has really got no money and he has to sell his remaining slaves, um, which he does. After he said he wasn't going to, which we yes. knew good and well not to don't trust, him. trust him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I don't know why I have this down, but what can Chicken George do if I sell his family? So he must have, someone must have, I don't know. Anyway, he wasn't He's concerned. in England. It's not like somebody can jump on Facebook or send him a text <laughs> message or give him a call and say, you better get back over here. Call your lawyer, Chicken Car- get George. Your, get, your, get your lawyer on this. <laughs> Something's not right here. Uh, but in the, So anyway, so he sells the rest of his family um, to Mr. Harvey. And then we cut to 14 years later. Yes. 1861 is what I wrote down. First year of the Civil War. In Alamance County. Tom's wife, George Sanford Brown's wife, Irene and Tom, we meet them. We meet a grown, grown son, Tom. Tom. Yes. One of one of Chicken George's sons, not his oldest, but he becomes our our next kind of yeah. our person we follow. Kind of the natural leader, it seems, yes. in within that generation, at least for purposes of this story. Yes, and he's a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out so so Chicken George returns. He encounters Irene on the road and asks, and she yes. she says. Oh, my man, Tom, I love, and he's a blacksmith, and you came back in style, and she's really mm-hmm. taken with him. He's He kind of cuts a fine picture. Yes, he kind of has the red, one of those red jackets like they're riding to the hounds, yeah. so. Yeah, he looks, he looks great. No patches, doesn't somebody no. say, not a patch on him? Yes. Yes. And so she takes him to Tom, um... And they're all reunited, and it's wonderful, and they're all so happy to see him, and he gets to meet his his grand, uh, his grandchildren that he has at this point and sees his sons. and. But he doesn't see his mother, who has died. No, yes. So Kizzy's passed away in the interim. 
Um, and the new master they have is this master Harvey. Um, and there's a question of whether Chicken George will stay and work. Yes. And it's he's invited, of, isn't he invited, according to Master Harvey, he's welcome to stay. Yeah. But then a little bit later, speaking of laws, one yes. of our themes. Yes, we learned. Somebody went ahead and passed a law that you just returned to being a regular old N-word, mm-hmm. inel- ineligible Oops, for e- even if you have earned your freedom or bought your freedom or been given your freedom, if you hang around more than X day, 60 days in this case, you, you are poof, magically, you like, yeah, magically turned back into a slave. Right. It's a terrible position yes. because he finally gets... Freedom. All the way back from England with his freedom. And he's done all this time and he's earned his freedom. He gets back to find that the person that told him his family could be free, that deal is no longer, can be upheld because they are now property of somebody else. And he can't be with them unless he wants to be enslaved again, which is kind of, you know, just not. Which none thing. of them would want for him. No, and and, and his wife even tells him because he's like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't be away again. Like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? What you know? This is. I don't want to be away from my family. But she tells him, I don't want to be married to a slave. I mm-hmm. want to be married to a free man. And yes. You're the first in this family not to be a slave. You have to. You have to stay free. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yes, and so those I kept calling them the water jerks, but they were the yeah. men in town. We we see Lloyd more of them. Bridges of all people. Another. Yeah. Perfectly upstanding, upstanding like, nice, presumably progressive yeah. actor. He plays a uh, Like the jerkiest person. Uh, and when we see later, his maximizing his jerkiness. But he gets really oh, caught uber, up. Uber jerky. Um, so, yeah, so civil war is declared. The North and the South are going to fight. And I wrote, happy, happy, joy, joy. The Southerners yes. seem very excited. Dixie, their strains mm-hmm. of Dixie played. Yep. yep. And uh, George has to leave now. Um, so as he's heading off, you know, he says goodbye to the family. And he and Tom kind of walk to a, a little bluff and recite the family story. Yes. Um, Always the refresher course yes. on Kunta Kinte and Africa. And these and, words. And what these words mean. And mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. Um. And so, so off George goes. And now we're, we're firmly in Tom's story. Um, mm-hmm. And he's shooing horses for the water jerk. Yeah, one of the for the Confederacy in, in general. Yes, and uh, there's a thief. In the storeroom. In the storeroom. And Tom goes to investigate, and he ends up getting blamed and beaten for stealing. when it's, It wasn't hit. Mm-hmm. Didn't do it. Um, wasn't me. And he's home, and... Uh, there's a knock on the door, and um, it is, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Davis, starring in one of my favorite movies. What's that? Midnight Express. <gasps> oh, I've never seen Midnight Express. It's the intersection of international travel and then the moral tale of don't be smuggling drugs. Don't smuggle. Don't drugs. smuggle <laughs> drugs. Whatever you do, don't well, smuggle drugs. What was the one with Claire Danes that we also learned about? The two girls that they mule. Um, oh, my oh God. God, what's that movie called? They end up in a, like, uh, 
it's not Taiwan. Thailand. Thailand, yes. They end up in a prison. Strict, strict drug smuggling laws. And they weren't even, they just were carrying a pack. They didn't even know what was in the package. They were well, just carrying it for a guy they met on Brad vacation. Davis did. Oh, boy. Anyway, so okay. here he is. Ding dong. <laughs> One minute. Hold on a second. They open the door. Super hungry guy at the door. And, of course, being the gracious people that they are, they make him a plate. Mm-hmm. And then he and I, hey, guess what? I also have this wife. And look here. She's pregnant. Did you ask yourself, how come the pregnant wife is not the one eating first or ringing the doorbell? Well, or knocking on the door. He probably was for like pre- a safety first yeah, deal. Yeah, he's probably protecting. He's vetting. Her. He's okay. vetting. Yeah. And where did his shirt go? <laughs> he's poor. poor so he's poor. He's got enough money for a vest, but not a shirt. <laughs> he's so poor the he sh- can't afford sleeves. Right. The shirt. Maybe when they were dirt farming in South Carolina, okay. war came through. They that was over, and then. It got ripped, and then the other one got ripped, or maybe they turned it into a tourniquet uh, <laughs> or a, a rucksack to oh. carry on a stick over their shoulder. Okay. I don't know. Clothes. Sure. You didn't just run out to Marshall's and b- buy no, another you're right. package of there was no clothes. Walmart. Yeah. Okay. So he, um, they, they figure out he's this thief, and Tom's. You know, he's owes Tom, essentially. Tom's taken his punishment yes. for him. Um, and then we find out um, that he, he gets offered the position. How does that... Of overseer? Of overseer. Because he's white. That's yeah. how he got offered the but position I, I know, But I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember. Like, when was he encounter? When did he encounter Mr. Harvey? Like, when did this conversation... Anyway. I can't so, remember either. Let me look at my notes. It, it's kind of neither. The part that's the best part of it is Tom and Lewis acting out for George. No, no, no. This is how an. Oh, you're going to get fired if you don't. It's like do you're doing this it right. wrong. Yeah. Let us show you how to do it. And if if you do it, then we know you'll. I mean, it's just like this great again, like going back to how to work the system. Okay, we got yes. a, we got an incompetent here, but if we keep him in place, yes. he'll treat us well. We can maybe kind of manipulate him a little bit if we need yes. to. Uh, but he seems like a good guy. But they're good guys. They're good people. But he just has to front for us so that he can keep his job. So we're going to yes. show him how to talk down to us and how to condescend and how to <laughs> how to chastise us so that um, you know, how he says, uh, teaching you how to stay alive and keep the sun on our backs. Yes. Um, well, then there is a stillbirth with uh, the baby. Well, yes. it's really no surprise, is it? They haven't been eating. And all the stress. And I don't know they how they came up eat. from South Carolina all the way up to yes. so Virginia. They, yeah, they don't have any sleeves. And then the funeral with, of course, the mandatory acapella rendering of a slave spiritual. Yes. Yes. And uh, Tom does a little eulogy for the baby. Yes. And we also see the Confederate troops rolling by, and they stop at the Harvey household for dinner, and they have a conversation about, we're going to need more than just your moral support here. You can't just say you're for the cause. Like, we need, you got to put some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Mr. Harvey's kind of bullied into... Yeah, he could take it or leave it, and he'd yeah. rather leave it. Okay, then the action-packed ending. Yes. The water brother, I don't know which one it was, is a deserter from the Confederate yeah. Army. It's like Lloyd Bridges, no good Nick 
brother. Yes. As if you could make the distinction between right. the two. The, the less good of the yeah, two. Yeah, he's not even that motivated, this no. guy. He's not... He's a coward. Yeah. And a, he's so a he's discovered, and he's uh, wants some civilian clothes. Yeah, hey, Tom, why don't you just run by my place... Run by my house. Here's the key. Here's Bring the... me some of my actual clothes because right. I'm getting ready to dessert. Yeah. And Tom, I don't know why, but he does it. And then Irene comes by and this no good scumbag mm-hmm. who's already got Tom in trouble like for assisting a deserter. And then he goes and manhandles yes. Tom's wife. I mean, I, that's the other, it's like, well, you're, you're on the road to desertion. You're hoping to get close from a slave who's like, maybe you can, maybe you can't trust. And you've got time to like sex right. up a woman. <laughs> like, what is the deal? I mean, Power a, and control. A, a stress I don't reliever know. of some sort. I don't know. But anyway, Tom comes back and he's not going to have it. And there's a fight. And uh, Tom ends up killing, his name is Jimmy. Kills Jimmy mm-hmm. and drowns him mm-hmm. in the horse water trough. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no. Hey, who? It was a homicide, but I it, he was so evil. I mean, he he also called him a name under his breath after he left to go get the clothes, and then tries to rape his wife. Yeah. And then shows back up and just anyway. So yeah. there was a chain as a whip yes. fight, yes. followed by a drowning. Yeah. It was it was murder, but. I would argue, if it pleased the courts, I would like to suggest it was in self-defense. Yes, Your Honor. And I also, he did suggest in their conversation that, you know, we're going to have to learn to relate to one another differently. Hmm. And guess what? Tom related to him differently Mm -hmm. by killing him. (laughs) But Instead of you trying to kill me, I... How about this? How about I kill you? Yes. Um, And again, it's... He took the law into his own hands, right. literally. But there was no law that would have backed him up if they had no. said, "We're gonna, I'm gonna take my wife home. We're gonna file a case tomorrow." Attempted rape. Yeah, yeah. And no plus, you're a deserter, and that's a federal thing. And we're gonna tell everybody about that. Yeah, nothing. Even, there's no backup. It's no. just paper. It's so, just words. So I think he was justified morally in my in my book in doing doing that. And then we have. Has anyone seen Jimmy? <laughs> Roots, Law and Order, uh, I don't know, Plantation VU, PVU. Yes. <laughs> Where did Jimmy go? Where's the disappearance of looking for his brother? Yeah. Yeah. And then who has the quote at the end? Even a plow horse kicks back sometime. <gasps> That's a good one. Yeah, so in other words, all right, I was kind of, I kind of had to be down with this system, and I worked mm-hmm. real hard, and I'm mm-hmm. good at what I do, mm-hmm. and I was even willing to extend myself to help you and help mm-hmm. others, but enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Even a plow horse kicks back. That's right. And that's all she wrote. That's what I had. Yeah. So, um, so thanks, and this is it. We're going to sign off, and then episode six, and then we're done with 1977. We're in it. Flash forward to 2016. To current times. And if you have suggestions for what you'd like to hear next or what you'd like to watch next, let us know. Please. We have some ideas that we might throw out there in the next episode, but if you have your own, please share. Please do. Thanks for coming. Toodles. Bye. Bye.